Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. Today, we are going to be continuing our series on baptism. And last episode, we talked about what Jesus thought about baptism, which seemed pretty dang important, right? So uh, now we're going to work through the rest of the New Testament letters, uh, specifically what Peter and Paul thought about them, right? So we already kind of heard that Peter said, baptism now saves you. Um, But let's start out in the the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Uh, This is when Peter is um, uh, giving a homily of sorts. So Peter says, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, every one whom the Lord our God calls to him. So you can already see that he's talking about how God's grace already is working in people's hearts. And then a response of that is being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus to be rep- to repent and to, re- uh, to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. So that actually in baptism, your sins are forgiven, right? And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, he says. And not only that, so that's a good context of what baptism is, but he says this promises to you and to your children. So that is another uh, uh, implied reference to entire households being baptized, um, including infants. In Acts chapter 8, verse 36, this is when the Ethiopian eunuch, well, Philip goes up to the Ethiopian eunuch, and this Ethiopian eunuch was a minister of the queen of Ethiopia, and he was trying to read the scriptures, right? And Philip goes up to him, led by the Holy Spirit, and says, do you know what you're reading? He said, how can I unless somebody teaches me so, right? So now Philip, as an apostle, he's one of the 12 apostles, opens up the scriptures to him. And right after that, his response, he he just learned about baptism. He's like, well, there's water right there. Let's get, let me get baptized, you know? That's his very first response is to be baptized into water, water submersion baptism. And then Acts chapter 10, verse 48 Peter sees that, the, sees that the Holy Spirit falls upon the Gentiles and then he baptizes them with water, right? So this entire time in the, this, this part of the book of Acts, the, uh, the, Christian, the new Christian church full of all uh, Jewish men and women, they're trying to figure out, are they supposed to uh, tell people that they need to become Jewish first? So meaning to become cir- like get circumcised and all of these things that, in order to become Jewish before they can be uh, Christian. Um, and then along with that also is, our, is this Christian message for Gentiles? So people that are not Jews, so non, non-Jewish people. And so God gives a few revelations to Peter, one of them being a white sheet coming down from heaven in his dream. He says, get up, Peter, and do not call what I have created clean to be unclean. And uh, and then right here, he sees that the Holy Spirit falls upon the Gentiles. And his very first response is like, well, all right, God desires them to be in the new covenant as well. So let's baptize uh, the Gentiles. So he baptizes them with water. In Acts chapter 16, 15, this is when Lydia is baptized with her and her entire household. Again, and households back though back in those times were not filled with just uh, you know a married woman and a and a husband. There would be an entire household as a reference to an entire family, and an entire family typically would consist of infants, um, children, and and so forth. And then a little bit in that same a little further in that same chapter, starting in verse thirty one, this is when Paul and Silas are released from prison from God. So the jail is shaken and the prison doors are freed, and they walk out. And the jailer is about to kill himself, and they stop. Don't do that. We're all here. Don't kill yourself. 
And the jailer's first response is, this is what he says, men, what must I do to be saved? And this is their response. They said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds and was baptized at once with, with all his family. So again, what must I do to be saved? Their very first response is, you have to believe in Jesus, right, in order to be saved. Jesus is the only one that can save you, you and your entire household. So the grace that was spoken through Paul and Silas to them, the response, and, the response of that grace would, would to be receive the baptism of Christianity, right? To be, uh, for them and the, their entire household to be baptized at once in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we're going to get to what, in the book of Acts, what that means, being baptized into the, the name of Jesus. And reconcile that with how we should baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that was another reference to an entire household being baptized again. And then in uh, Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 5, this is the baptism uh, being distinguished between the the baptism of of Jesus and the baptism of John. And so let's flip there, starting in the very beginning of chapter 19 of Acts. So this is Paul in Ephesus, and he said to them, he said to the people of Ephesus, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So these are literally uh, people in Ephesus that, that believe in Jesus, right? So this is another testimony too to the, to the Blessed Trinity, right? So these people haven't even heard of the third person of the Blessed Trinity. Um, and we have never even heard of the Holy Spirit. And he said, Well, then who's then who were you baptized into? Isn't that crazy that they, he just asked them, have you, re, have you received the Holy Spirit? They said, that I haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. And then his very first response is, then who were you ba- into, into then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And he's referring, they're referring to John the Baptist. And he had a water uh, baptism of repentance, right? But he says that once coming after him, that will baptize with, with Holy Spirit and with fire. And so, and Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And after that, uh, Paul laid his hands upon them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So the very context of it is, have you received the Holy Spirit? No, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. Then whose baptism were you into? Because in baptism, you receive the Holy Spirit. And then in uh, Acts chapter 22, verse 16, this, uh, Paul is telling his conversion story. And he says at the very end that Ananias, who that prayed over him and opened his eyes, says, Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. So being baptized uh, washes away your sins, according to Ananias to St. Paul and St. Paul according to St. Paul when he's telling his conversion. And then we move into St. Paul to the Church of Romans in chapter 6, verse 3. And he says this, uh, Do you know that all of us who who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So, in baptism, we are baptized into Jesus. We are baptized. We are crucified with Christ. We ra- we are risen from the dead and walk in newness of life in the power of the Holy Spirit. After baptism, we become sons and daughters of the Father in Christ Jesus. 
And then in Romans 8, 14 through 17, let's move there. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And so, one, this talks about suffering with Christ, right? But also being led by the Spirit. So it doesn't specifically say baptized, but in the very con, uh, two chapters before that, in Romans 6, we just heard that he's talking about water baptism. And here he talks about being led by the Spirit of God as sons of God, right? And what happens in baptism? We receive the Holy Spirit and we become adopted uh, sons and daughters of God. And listen to the to the language, too, that we are led by the Spirit of God um, and as sons of God, right? So that sounds exactly like what Jesus was talking about in John, back in John chapter 3, verse 8, where he talks about being led by the Spirit in baptism, right? So if we go to John chapter 3, verse 8, real quick, it talks about Jesus is saying, The wind blows where it wills, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And just before this, he was saying that unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so, talking about baptism again, that we are led, we are received by, we receive the Spirit, and we are led by the Spirit, right? And we have to cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit and to walk in newness of life. And so, uh, in First Corinthians one sixteen, Saint Paul is talking about. Let me flip to one sixteen. Saint Paul says, uh, talking about the household of uh, Stephanus and his entire household is baptized. So there again we see. Um, uh, an implication of infant baptism, right? So an entire household is baptized on the merits of the faith of the, fa- the of the parents, right? So Stephanus and his entire household is baptized because Stephanus received the word of the Lord. And then in that same uh, letter, 1 Corinthians, and then we move to chapter 10, starting in verse 1. And we heard this uh, when we were talking about baptism um, in the old te- in the Old Testament and how it's in the Old Testament it's pointing to baptism of the new covenant. I want you to know, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were and all were baptized into Moses in the in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same supernatural food and all drank the same supernatural drink, for they drank from the supernatural rock which followed them and the rock was Christ. So there's a lot of typology going on here. So he's talking about when uh, through Moses, God opened up the Red Sea out of slavery of Egypt and over the Red Sea uh, for the freeing of the Hebrews. And they all passed through the sea and the cloud, right? So the cloud referencing the glory cloud, the presence of God, the presence of Yahweh, um, and in the sea, water, right? So both of these being a prefigurement of what happens at baptism, that we receive uh, water and spirit, right? So we receive the Holy Spirit in baptism, which comes from the, the 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 side of Christ when He poured out His blood and water from His side, right? The rock of which is Christ. So that's in First uh, Corinthians ten, and then First Corinthians twelve thirteen. This is talking about us as being one body. 
of the church. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, all were made to drink of one spirit. So by one spirit, so in bapt and we were baptized into that one spirit. So we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism and we are incorporated into the body of Christ, right? So this exactly says it. By one spirit we are all baptized into one body. So uh, we are all baptized into the body of Christ. We are incorporated into the new covenant relationship with God and his church. And then first, uh, and then moving on to Galatians 3.27. It says, In Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So at, when you are baptized into Jesus, you are responding by that faith, right? Because in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. And how does that happen? Well, the ne very next verse is, or the continuation of that verse says, As many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So when we are baptized, we become adopted sons and daughters of the Father in Christ Jesus, right? So we become adopted sons and daughters of God through faith, which is in response to the grace and faith we become, we are, we are baptized and that is how we are sons and daughters of God. And then we move on through Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, where it says, One body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in all. So it talks about being one body again. So we are incorporated into the body of Christ, the church, and one spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit in baptism, just as you are called the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord. We all have one Jesus one faith and one baptism so when i became uh when i i was baptized as an infant and when i became on fire for jesus again i was like can i please get baptized again well here it says one baptism one baptism at the very beginning of your baptism you are sons and daughters of god you cannot take that that mark off of your soul again now you can break that relationship by by denying that right so jesus talks about well, we're going to talk about this in salvation uh, in a future episode and series, but when Jesus has parables of what we do at, with stewards of, of of the like treasure that we're given, right? So the good steward, he's given ten, and he goes and get, gets ten more. The other steward receives five, and he goes and gets five more. The one that received one, he goes and buries it, and he does nothing with it. And Jesus rebukes him because he went and did nothing with the gift that he was given in, uh, in faith, right? So his master gives him these gifts. Um, we have to be good stewards of the Holy Spirit. And same thing with uh, when he talks about those who receive the word, the seed of God, and it falls on rocky ground or it falls on good soil. That entire parable is talking about people that receive the word of God, receives Jesus in faith. But what happens? You have to cultivate that relationship every single day. You have to cultivate that relationship in deep soil and continue that relationship so the evil one doesn't come and choke it away or snatch it away or you believe for a little while and then fall away. Those are parables that Jesus um, uses to talk about our faith being cultivated um, in good soil. So we have, to we have to be persistent. We have to persevere. We have to endure into our faith in Christ Jesus. And then uh, in Colossians 2.12, this is when uh, St. Paul in Colossians says, We are buried with him in baptism, in which you are also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, 
And you who were dead in trespasses in the uncircumcision, un, uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him. So the whole context is talking about baptism, right? And he correlates again. Uh, the baptism of the new covenant is the is what circumcision was to the old covenant and what happened in the old covenant to become incorporated into that covenant with God. You had to be circumcised. And when did that happen for Jewish people? Was on the eighth day of them being born. So on the eighth day of their entire life, they were circumcised. And so too, even more so now that actually baptism communicates grace, gives the Holy Spirit and wipes away sins, including original sin, and you become son, son or a daughter of God, so too uh, we should be baptizing infants on the eighth day or even sooner, right? And we're going to talk about that uh, in a second. Um, well, let's just talk about it now. Back in Matthew nineteen fourteen, Jesus says, Don't hinder these little ones to come to me. I'll let all the children come to him, right? So let all of the children come to him. And here again, we saw the correlation in, in Colossians 2, 12, the correlation between the circumcision of the old covenant and baptism of the new covenant and the and circumcision being on the eighth day and in the very early church nobody denied baptism baptisms for infants the only discussion was should they wait until the eighth day right so and we just saw how many references there were to baptisms of the entire household of of believers right so um and at the very beginning of the church two thousand years ago within the first century Infants were being baptized because baptism is the new circumcision of the new covenant, right? So, and then uh, this isn't a direct, it doesn't say baptism, but I love when St. Paul is writing to Titus, and uh, and this is in chapter 3, verse 4 through 7. You don't hear much of, the, much of this letter, do we? But he says, um, in Titus, let me find it. Here we go. Titus, starting in verse 4. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of deeds done by us in righteousness, but in virtue of his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit, which he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. So this, this language of washing of a regeneration and that is what the catholic church teaches you are regenerated in baptism your soul is regenerated you are actually infused with grace and in order to live a transformed life as a christian and a renewal in the holy spirit which is poured out upon us richly through jesus christ our savior so that we might be justified by his grace so this we are saved only by god's grace but it requires our response to it, right? And so as Christians, our response to it is faith in Jesus Christ, knowing Jesus and being first instituted into the body of Christ, becoming sons and daughters of God through baptism, which is it regenerates our soul and it renews us in the Holy Spirit, which is poured out upon us. And then again, as we mentioned before, First Peter. If I highly recommend everybody, it's not that long of a letter, Everybody go read. It's only five short chapters. Go read the entire letter. The entire letter is a is Peter writing to uh, the children of God, right? So talking about all all the Christians. He's writing to all the Christians, and the entire thing is living a living hope, living living a holy life, and how we are children of God. And guess what? The entire thing is about baptism. 
the entire reading is after baptism you are now these things because of baptism and right so he draws that correlation again in first peter 321 of the ark of noah in the old days it says in the days of noah during the building of the ark in which a few that is eight persons were saved through water baptism which corresponds to this now saves you baptism now saves you according to the first pope saint peter in first peter 321 and so yeah praise the lord thank you jesus and uh so we can see right away that in the very beginning one baptism was extremely important to jesus and his apostles knew what baptism was and um and what uh how baptism transformed us right so baptism now saves us because we are incorporated into the body of christ we become adopted sons and daughters of god we are baptized into jesus's death to walk in newness of life we are given the holy spirit and our sins are wiped away it's all right there in the new testament and uh and still to this day, we are going to be baptized in infants and we're going to believe in the same exact thing that the apostles believed because Jesus said it right in the Gospels himself that we need to be born of water and spirit. We need to become born again. And that is how we are regenerated and we are renewed in the Holy Spirit through baptism. I hope this is extremely helpful for you. In the next episode too, we're going to be talking a little bit about how in the book of uh, the book of Acts, how we keep hearing being baptized in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. But Jesus himself says, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So how do we reconcile that? But until then, I'll see you next time praying for you all. God bless.